<sighs> well, Valentine's Day. It's exciting and new. Love. Exciting and new. Come aboard. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Dating expert and author Lisa Anderson from Boundless Focus on the Family, the Boundless Show and Podcast. She's back with us. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi. It is great to be here. Happy Valentine's Day to you both. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been a while since we connected, and the last time we chatted, we were talking about uh, helping singles choose their dating team, and I was reminding Kate of that conversation <laughs> Uh, so, uh, your mom, you fired her from your dating team. And that is a classic story for those who missed that. Tell us what happened. Oh my word. Well, it was necessary because um, my mom who is now with Jesus, so I don't have to plague her anymore with my criticisms of her input. Um, she actually was, uh, you know, she's a great prayer warrior. She believed in me. She was very supportive, whatever. But um, she was actually telling me one day she lived in a different state. And she said, Lisa, you when you come back here, there is a new guy in my church that you need to meet. And I said, well, give me the scoop. What's his deal? How did he get there? What does he do? What's he about? What's he into? And she's like, oh, no, I haven't met him. I just saw the back of his head in church. Back of his head. And I'm like, has this this is really what it's come to, Mom, that we're now matching me up with guys based on the back of their head. And so um, I had to swiftly fire her from my team as far as making matches for me and giving me suggestions. But she stayed a prayer warrior till the end. So it was good. But I had to get some more practical boots on the ground uh, for people actually maybe matching me and uh, setting me up with guys. Well, going where <laughs> angels fear to tread, matchmaking and all of that stuff. The dating team. So who's on your dating team anyway? For those who, again, missed that yeah. conversation, they're like, well, how do I put together a team? Yeah. Well, so for me, it's a mix of people kind of all ages and stages. So I have a couple mentor couples from my church um, who are there. I have a couple peers who kind of know what I'm about and kind of what my giftings are and what I'm looking for and all that. Um, In fact, uh, just a, a great anecdote of their input. I dated a guy one time. I'd met him online. And um, he came out, he was also, he was in another state, um, but I, you know, more than the back of his head. So I figured I could meet this guy. <laughs> that's, that's a positive. So um, he came out for a visit, stayed with one of my pastor's families. And, um, but the, the whole course of the trip, with the exception of a Starbucks run or two, I paid for everything we did. No. And let's just say it kind of went a little downhill from there. And yeah. so, but. Here's the deal. He seemed, he was like normal. He had a great job. He was in a local church. He was so on paper. There was just, it seemed so okay. But my friends afterwards, there were just a number of red flags. And afterwards, a few of them gathered in my living room for a, a sort of intervention uh, <laughs> to say, Lisa, you need to not continue going out with this guy. This needs to. And I was like so defensive of him. I'm like, what? You know, no, you just don't understand he was just nervous or he didn't want to come across like a total chauvinist. So he was going to quote, let me pay for something. You know, he was just, it was just kind of awkward. So it was okay. He meant well. 
And they all said collectively, or maybe he's just a jerk. And, <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, I had so many excuses. And finally, I had to acknowledge that they probably had some truth there. And so, yeah, that dating team is great to have for, you know, the people who know and love you most, because I'm like, why not find those people and actually have them contribute to your success? Because who better to help you find a great match than people who know and love you best? Um, but then they take you into the dating relationship to help you make good decisions, identify red flags and, and everything else. Yeah. That's red flags. And red those flags. are fair. You know, I hear sometimes we have people call in with a marriage problems and uh, and they'll say something. And I think, wow, that would have been the first red flag. Someone should have talked to you about that, that he yeah. or she did that. Did you bring up a good point. Okay, so we need to be dating someone we're serious about for a decent amount of time to really get to know them, to see how they react and respond uh, in various situations. I mean, that's just wisdom right there, and that does indeed take some some time. But it's almost like it's um, oh, it's it's a blindness that we embrace, right? Because we're so caught up in this relationship, we choose to be blind about some of these red flags, Kate that yeah. you're talking about, yeah. and then, you know, let's say that we get married, and then it it, it turns out to be a, a very difficult and challenging marriage because of some of these red flags, not just necessarily talking about the uh, tube of toothpaste and putting the cap on and all that right. no. cliched stuff. There's some serious stuff, and Lisa, I'm sure you have navigated many, 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 many minefields. Yeah, well, and it's quite a delicate balance because to your point, Kurt, yeah, you you want to take the time to really get to know this person. You want your friends and your mentors and, and pastors and leaders at church to have eyes on them, to say, what's your deal? You know, what's going on? See how they interact with others. Now, on the flip side, though, you don't want to drag a dating relationship out. I mean, I know people who have dated people for eight, nine, ten years, oh, and I'm wow. like, That's crazy. there's not, I mean... <laughs> At some point, you have to move the ball down the field and realize, okay, where where is this going? What's this doing? Because that that really is what um, I often call. You know, I, I've noticed a, a magazine article the other day was calling it the situationship. I call it the friendlationship, where it's kind of nothing's really defined. Both people are they maybe one party thinks they're dating, but they don't really know for sure, and it's just kind of interminable pizza dates with maybe a little bit more connection than there is commitment. And so mm -hmm. that's where it gets problematic. So um, you have to really be willing to define what this is. Are you dating? Is, you know, where, where is this going? And really make sure that you have um, the character qualities being evidenced in this person, the motivation to be in a relationship. And so, you know, people say, oh, Lisa, that's so clinical. I just hate that. We just want to, like, look into each other's eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, well... You know, you'll have time for that, too, but you don't want to look into the eyes of someone whom you don't really know where you're going or what who this person really is. And so you got to you got to have wisdom in that as well. Yeah. All right. So we always whenever we talk about singles and dating, it's obligatory that we bring up the issue of online dating and some <laughs> things to keep in mind that are, uh, you know, some some good things for us to to be aware of, but also just to be honest about how you know, what it looks like and how it all works. And, and so what's your opinion of this? Yeah, well, it's good that you brought it up because so many couples are meeting online right now. And so I think it's, 
you know, for the, the precious people who wish that we never had online dating, uh, the fact is it is here to stay in an increasingly transient culture. This is how a lot of people are meeting. But that's kind of the key word right there is I, you know, I almost prefer to call it online meeting because really you're not supposed to be, quote, dating online. Um, it is a tool. And as long as we use online platforms as a tool, and by that I mean whether online sites or dating apps on your phone, whatever, you have to recognize that this is only a tool. And so the whole point, the conversation we had about having the team still applies here, because what you don't need to be doing is sitting in your home office or on your laptop in a coffee shop, just exclusively chatting with people that no one else knows about. So you have to really be willing to say, okay, this isn't going to be, I'm not going to get in some go nowhere pen pal relationship with someone where, um, and I'm saying this, I sound very smug about it, but I'm saying this because I did this. Okay. <laughs> this was me in the online dating space, you guys, where I, you know, I basically paid 50 bucks a month to like witness to guys because they, I found out, you know, of course it wasn't like, oh, I want to get to know non-Christians, but they would say they're Christians. But then I find out, oh, he thinks he's a Christian because he was born in Texas, mm, or yes. he thinks yeah. he's a right. Christian because of his party affiliation, or because he's an American, or because he retweets Francis Chan occasionally on Twitter. So this is, again, where you have to be like, okay, who is this person? And so I say, you get in, you establish your geographic boundaries, which should be within a drivable distance of getting to meet uh, someone. You should um, decide what your profile is going to look like, and you're going to be very explicit about your values and the things that are important to you, including your faith. So you put your, I, I always encourage my friends, put your old testimony on there. Just type it out and be yeah, like, here's, like what, here's who I am. Yeah. And here's, you know, so you got to be very honest about it. And then this is the hard part, especially for, um, especially for women, I feel, my friends, is then you got to be hardcore. Then you've got to cut out. You're just not going to talk to the men or the women who do not fit those criteria. If mm -hmm. they are not similarly committed to Christ, you don't need to talk to them. Let someone else talk to them. If they don't share your value of maybe starting a family someday, they're not for you. If they're not committed to a local church, you don't need to get into that. So because one of my hallmarks in dating, you guys, is we're all going to marry a sinner. You know, we're going to bring our own stuff into a relationship. No one is perfect but no one has to sign up for a mess. Mm. And so um, well you said. are going to, you're going to have to walk it out together. And what you want to do is as soon as possible, take this thing into real time and real space. So it's like, Hey, you look interesting. Let me ask you a few questions, maybe solidify what's up. And then you pick a public place, just meet for coffee. You both drive there separately. You see if this um, might take off and where it goes. You tell people that you're doing this. And so, again, it kind of starts the whole process of making it real and uh, really putting some sense and some biblical wisdom into it. You know, and there's so many times, though, where the Christian singles are like, well, man, you know, I just I, I can't really connect with anybody who is a believer. I've, I've tried so hard to limit my dating to just other committed followers of Jesus, all right? Not just people like you're talking about who say they're Christians and maybe it's cultural Christianity, but really following after the Lord. And so um, it's hard to find that guy or that gal, and it's very discouraging. And that's where the temptation comes in. I guess you have to make the decision ahead of time, like you're talking about, to maybe 
fudge a little bit to compromise because we're like, well, if if I don't fudge a little, then I'm not going to be dating anybody, and it's discouraging. What do you say to the person who's in that boat? Yeah, well, and it is hard because you think, you know, if we just start going out, I mean, they're going to realize what an amazing influence I am on them, and they're going to want to plug into a small group, and they're going to just get discipled there, and then they're just going to be amazing. And we've heard stories of where, that unfortunately, we latch on to the the one percent of stories where something like this has happened all of a sudden this person really turns around they kind of come to christ they get involved in a local church whatever but it is very rare and so what i say is what what a person is saying in that statement is that they're really not uh willing to trust god with what's going to go on here so we have to remember that god doesn't work with a law of diminishing returns he has un, you know, limited resources, even in relationships. And so as I look around at my friends who are dating and getting married, because I'm still single, I can't say, well, you know, God, God, you have someone for them, but you just don't have someone for me. I mean, he's not up there wringing his hands going, oh, my goodness, all of these women I could find someone for, but Lisa's my toughest case. I just can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. There's no way I can find someone for her. That is not God. And so I have to trust the heart of God and trust his ultimate plan. And so those who jump the gun and decide, well, God's not doing something, certainly not on my timeline or my terms, so I need to jump in and make something happen. That's a trusting God issue. That's not even a relationship issue. Um, we have to trust, you know, again, because I jokingly say, you guys, I mean, I wrote, you mentioned at the beginning, my book, The Dating Manifesto, and that was that was my response to getting just crickets from the church about what dating is and how to do it well, how to honor marriage. But I mean, am I like the one person in the world who's written a book for whom the advice didn't actually work for herself? <laughs> I mean, people <laughs> may think ironic. that because I'm still, I'm still single. But I hear from people all the time who are like, Lisa, your book was so helpful. Your book was so, it just gave me the principles. Now I met a great guy. Now I'm getting married. Now I'm so the fact is, it's all God. God knows your story. He knows what's up. He's not working with limited resources. He has a good heart that is for you. And we just have to walk it out. And we don't know what his timeline is or how he's going to come about it. The Dating Manifesto that Lisa's talking about, a drama-free plan for pursuing marriage with purpose. We're going to put a link up to that, as well as uh, we've got a link to Boundless uh, on our Facebook page, Kurt and Kate Mornings. Lisa, always a pleasure to have you with us, and uh, you're always welcome to join us. I hope you know that. Wonderful. 